This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, episode 059. Welcome to the show created by vets featuring absolutely no pets. This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. Our resident veterinarians have swapped out their stethoscopes in favor of microphones to bring you the Veterinary Project Podcast, a show focused on real conversations aimed to connect this amazing profession full of remarkable people. Through the sharing of collective stories and wisdom and connecting over the many unique challenges we face, we invite you to join our community of veterinary professionals leading intentional lives. And now, here are the hosts of the Veterinary Project Podcast, Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Veterinary Project Podcast. We thought it would be fun, short episode for you today to do an episode on gratitude. So up here in Canada, we are just coming off of our Thanksgiving weekend. We celebrate it in October. Um, It was just here on October 11th. I know down in the States, uh, that's more towards the end of November. And the States do Thanksgiving well. I mean, I'm always impressed with how the Americans celebrate. But anyway, Jonathan, tell us about your Thanksgiving. How was it for you and Candace and the family? Michael, anytime that I get to see your face in person, I am thankful for. And we got that to happen this weekend. (laughs) We did. We did, which is pretty exciting. So we were up in Saskatoon for the weekend. It was a long week of travel, a good week of travel. And then was able to meet my family there and our in-laws and aunts and had the kids run around like crazy. We smoked a turkey for the first time. It was a pretty darn good weekend. And we topped that off with a get together with you, Rosalie and Riley this morning. It was very nice. It was, it was nice. I wish it was um, longer, but I get it. Thanksgiving weekend. There's, there's a lot of family to, to meet. So I'm, I'm just happy we could see each other. I agree. Diving into this. So for our listeners, we're recording this episode fairly late um, in the evening. And Jonathan is, has just got back to Calgary. So that's a reasonably long drive. And then he's got to head out in the morning for all sorts of veterinary work. Gratitude seems to come easy to you. I have to say, like, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I was, we jumped on this call and I was like, Hey, how was the drive? You know, that's a long one. And you were pumped and you had all these things, you audio books, you listened to ideas you had. So I am really curious what your kind of secret sauce is here around gratitude. Cause you are kind of the eternal optimist, always grateful. Yeah. One thing is an Americano that always helps. I like a little bit of cream. Sometimes you need two or three of them. And we definitely had two today. There's no doubt about it. And we had a couple of coffees to start off the morning. I was watching a movie last night. And I think as I get older, I am definitely on the optimist side without a doubt, but I am becoming more of a realist as I get older. And I like that combination. And the combination of realist and optimist means that even if times are tough, which no, we've had some difficult times as of late and things within business that you have to work through. You might as well look at the positive side and see what's opportunity and what's possible. And knowing that the relationships that you've built, the strength that you have and the people that you trust will carry you forward. And if they don't, well, sometimes shit happens and we got to move on because shit's going to happen either way. So I tend to look at it that way. I tend to uh, really try and also surround myself with people that 
have that uh, type of philosophy in their life. And it sure makes it a lot more fun than the opposite, because there are sometimes people that I hang out with that bring me down and it's, it's just not as much fun. It doesn't make the day go by. There's so much work we have to do. So on a day like today, where again, you can sit back, listen to some audiobooks on the way back from Saskatchewan, nice little six and a half, seven hour drive. It's a good day. Yeah. And that environment piece, I've been diving into that a lot lately. I, I think maybe that's been understated. I mean, we start to, we're seeing it in veterinary medicine. Now people will talk about the culture of a clinic. That's the environment. But really, it's, I mean, it's everywhere. It's at home. It's in your friends. It's at, with your family. You know, there may be people listening to this fresh off of spending the weekend with their family, get back to their normal routine. And it may have been a positive or a negative environment, you know, depending, depending on that family dynamic. Yeah, no family is perfect by any means. Got to be grateful for the good things that are in there. And, and uh, you know, you take the rest as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know, let's maybe get a little bit tactical here. Um, so I, I, I know, you know, you've explained your optimism and realism, and that's how you, how you try to slant your view on things. Do you put pieces in place, like in your daily habits, or what, what does that look like to keep triggering the gratitude for you? Yeah, I think there's a couple of them that are quick, just to share them briefly. And there's some habits that have been formed over time. And these aren't 100%. I'll, I'll fail on them multiple times in a, in a month and a year. One of the ones you mentioned earlier, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about is literally one of the first things I do when I wake up is think about top three. And sometimes they are repeatables over time as to what I'm grateful for when I wake up. That's a trigger. That is my trigger point when I wake up is just three simple things that I'm grateful for. I'll probably do that half the month because the rest of the half of the month, I'm trying to get my workout clothes and grumbling about having to get up and work out. But that is my first thing. Second thing is something that I think that really important within our family now is we eat dinner together whenever I'm home at the, you know, where we're able to sit down. Uh, we put away all technology. We don't have TV around. And we will literally go around the table and ask about the day, et cetera. But one of our major questions is, what are you grateful for? And our kids are six and four now where they literally, if we don't bring it up, they will bring it up. Today, I'm grateful for. And it is so amazing to see that come through now with them. And again, trying to carry forward that positiveness, that understanding that if we can provide what we're grateful for, it by scientific means shows that we will over time be happier, even though there are negatives that come into each and every one of our lives. So those are two pieces uh, that I can specifically speak out to. I think the last one is when there are negative things happening and there is, and you know, business sometimes doesn't go well or something in personal life, etc. I will make it a point of trying to thank somebody mentally even if it isn't in the, in the real sense and, and making a phone call and maybe I should do that more often, but I'll try and turn it over in my own brain as to going into what am I thankful for and actually thanking someone. So putting that positive vibe out there, someone, and I especially try and do that when things aren't going well. So trying to flip the switch on my own brain, not easy to do hard, uh, but I think makes a difference. Yeah. And that one, we did a quick preamble here before we hit record and that one jumped out to me. And I thought that was pretty cool how you intentionally, you know, in, in moments of maybe stress and chaos and things aren't going well, 
that is a, a default trigger where you're like, wait a minute, let's shift our perspective. Let's reframe this. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm putting you on the spot, but what, what might that look like? You know, veterinary clinic, you know, either in the clinic or as the manager, as the team lead, you know, is, what kind of examples can you share? <laughs> as of last week, <laughs> we, we continue to have some difficulties with, <laughs> the person that owns the building and the vet clinic that we own. This is a classic, right? There's landlord issues that arise, etc. cetera. Uh, at the end of the day, sometimes we don't see the same and have to move through some either business or costs or financial issues that are related to the building of which you have your vet clinic in. Instead of just getting negative on all the things that are really in front of you that you're going, how come the other person doesn't see this the same? I need to be thankful for the relationship that I have with this individual that's allowed me to have this vet clinic. It literally is as simple as trying to reframe the negativity that is just espounding into your brain as to why this is so difficult and how can this be so difficult in this moment and turning the, 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 the switch and going, well, wait a second, we've made it work. We're here. This gentleman actually wants the same end as I do. Let's let's try and figure this out. And every time I do that, that calms myself down and, and brings me back forward. Uh, I've used that specifics with clients. If clients are, you know, getting uppity in the in a waiting room or you know, I've been in a general manager standpoint and they're yelling at you, et cetera. Again, taking that positive gratitude of going, okay, here's the situation I've gotten myself into. What can I be thankful for in terms of trying to learn from this situation? What am I grateful in this situation to be able to learn no matter how the situation comes to a head or comes to an end? Or looking at it five minutes after it's happened and gone, wow, that actually wasn't as bad as what I thought it would be. And here's what I can learn from it. And here's why I'm grateful I've actually gone through that situation. I've done that multiple times in a management role. Not easy. It, it actually, it hurts sometimes, but sure better than just going, woe was me. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that. There's a few things that jumped out to me. Okay. I don't know if you're doing it intentionally or not, but one of the things I heard in there was just stopping and taking a breath. You know, and I find when, when things are maybe crumbling around you or you're, you're thinking they're crumbling, if you can just stop and remember, take a few deep breaths, because sometimes those feelings, you know, get running away on you. And then the other thing that jumped out was how you said they're, they're not as bad as you thought, right? I know I can be guilty of making sort of molehills out to be mountains in advance, right? You're getting panicked about something that, that is to come. If we can just calm down, few deep breaths, shift the perspective, you're going to get through it. Middle of surgery, middle of surgery, multiple times, shit's hitting the fan and you're like, oh shit. Like I need to get my, you know what together because that animal on the table is depending on you getting your, you know what together. And it's up to you. So taking those couple of deep breaths, literally that's happened multiple times in the last year. I'm going, I got this. I can figure this out. I know I know how to do this. Take a step back, a couple of deep breaths. We'll make it through. And next step, next step after that. The steps are there. Just this thing gets in the way and this thing being your brain sometimes. Yeah. And, sure. and we were chatting about it. I mean, and we can talk about, perfectionism in veterinary medicine. And, you know, maybe there, there's some tendency there and you can have nine out of 10 things go perfectly, like just brilliantly. And you have one hiccup and it just seems to be our, our nature to focus on that one thing. Right. And I, I find that can be a stumbling block for some people is 
looking at the one mistake or the one perceived failure, but we could refocus that and be like, well, you know, we did nine things tremendously well. There's a lot more wins there that we could, could shift our attention to. So how do you deal with that, Mike? What do you do with it? So if you get your brain ramped up or like you said, making a mountain out of a molehill, what do you do? Full disclosure on this one. I mean, this is a, this is something I have to very actively work at, right? So we, I like, I'm huge into, I love diving into personality traits and just understanding myself. And I have a tendency to look at risk, right? I'm also an optimist in like, this is all of the potential, but I'll always look and be like, oh, these are the things that could go wrong. So I know that I have to consciously focus my brain into that like gratitude and positive peace. So I spend some time, you know, just trying to, to build that muscle and with repetition. So for me, I won't spend much on these because uh, I've mentioned them before. Five minute journal is, is a big part of my day. It's very simple. You can do it in writing or there's a phone app. Um, another exercise I do, my personal coach. Oh, you got your hand up. I got my hand up. So I'm going to jump in the five minute journal because it's so popular and yet I'm speaking for myself. I've tried to do it probably four or five times and I fall off the wagon again. So I'll do it for a couple of weeks or seven days, 10 days. You have been one that has carried that forward. How the heck do you do that? For somebody that is listening right now and has said, I want to do this five minute journal. I've bought the darn book. I've tried it a couple of times. I haven't been able to get started or continue on. What do you do that makes it sticky? Well, you're giving me way too much credit here. Um, Cause again, it's most of the time, sure, but all the time, absolutely not. And I'll go through cold streaks where I'll weeks will go by. So to answer your question, you got to make it easy. So I used to have it just right at my bed first thing when I get up. Now it's down here at my workstation. So it's like it's it's right there. I like pen and paper. The app is probably easier if you were to set up your notifications. And then the other thing is I constantly reset. Right. So big fan of the 12 week year. I just hit another start of a new year in quotes. It reminds me, it's like, Hey, have you been slacking off on that? Yeah, you have been. Okay. No problem. Restart it. Right. I find people go too long without revisiting things. Right. So if you fall off the wagon mid January and you don't revisit it till next January, that's a whole year. Right. So I have constant revisiting in there. So that's a great point right there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, other one, this came from my personal coach. Thank you letters. Uh, so I, I, and again, I've fallen off this doing this podcast is reminding me to like reset on that. That used to be a Monday morning exercise, send three letters out, no, nothing in particular, just think of three people, send them a quick note, say, thank you, say something you're grateful for, just say hi, whatever you want. Um, and then what happened you, with that? So there is a very few percentage of people that do that. So when you would do that, Mike, well, tell us about the feeling. What would happen? Hey, well, that's a great, like? yeah, that's a fair question. Honestly, it's awesome. Like, and I'm talking snail mail, like write the letter out, lick the envelope, stamp it and put it in the mail because no one gets mail anymore. Everywhere it's text messages and emails. It's right. So that for me, I mean, I probably got more out of it than whoever I'm sending them to. That being said, I did get a lot of feedback where people would be like, Mike, I just got a letter in the mail from you. Like, thanks, man. And the letters, like, it's not like these are profound. Like, it'll be like, hey, just thinking of you. Hope you're doing well. Cheers. That's right? it. Like, there, there's nothing magical in it, but it's just like, 
because I genuinely was thinking of that person. I'm hoping they're doing well. And who doesn't like getting mail, like real mail that's not a bill, that's not like junk mail. You get them at Christmas now. I think there's still a small group there. Again, I don't know if it's a Western Canadian thing. I'm not sure, but I love still getting family pictures, etc., with a little writing on the back. That's the only time of the year that you get snail mail now, it seems. I know. See, and I'm not knocking that. Like, definitely keep doing that. The thing is, that that's the one time of year when people engage in it. When you send someone a letter in February or July, like just nothing to do with Christmas or the holidays, you know, it catches them off guard a bit. So I would, I recommend that for everyone. That one is, is just a great one. Um, next one, it comes from Rosalie and we did it from the, for the first time ever today, a gratitude pumpkin. I tell everybody about this. It's a great idea. Well, so obviously we have Riley now, Riley's two years old. And we're trying to, you know, start forming our own family traditions. And this is, Rosalie gets full credit on this one. Um, but what a gratitude pumpkin is, is literally a pumpkin. And on, on Thanksgiving, we're starting the tradition of where we start this pumpkin, we start listing things we're grateful for. And then through the month of October, every day, we're going to add to it, right? So everyone, like me, Rosalie, Riley, we each add one thing just in writing on the pumpkin and it sits out as a decoration, you know, like a fall decoration. Um, so that was pretty cool. We, we literally just started it today. And I asked you this in pre-recording, one thing being a sentence, a letter, I mean, excuse me, a letter, a word, whatever comes to mind that you think is appropriate in terms of gratitude for that day. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't overthink it, you know, whatever you want. Some of them were one word. Like I put health, that's really broad, but what was neat is we found we would write something and then we would talk about it. Uh, you know, like Rosalie was doing the writing and she, I was like health. And I was like, Hey, none of us, you know, have really got sick through like COVID and over the last two years, really like, sure. We've had sniffles here and there, but we've been in good health, you know, and you talk about, and you're like, Oh yeah, it has been great. And I think I put sunsets as another one. Um, That's one, one of the perks of Saskatchewan is like, we get some crazy, awesome sunsets. And the last few days they've been remarkable. And then we talked about them. Rosalie was like, yeah, those have been like crazy, the orange sky and purple sky. So yeah, it's a good exercise. I'm stealing that. I literally am stealing that for my Thursday morning managers meeting. Thank you, Rosalie. Those are going into clinics this week. Gratitude pumpkins. I love that idea. At a Bridgeland vet clinic near you. I'm talking about eight clinics that are going to have that by the end of the week. Yep. There's going to be some pumpkins bought. I like it. Okay. I like it as well. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those are my main tactical ones. I have a habit, one like you with coffee. You know, when you pour that first cup of coffee, I just try to like say something I'm grateful for. Um, And then this one is sort of taking the reverse of it is unplugging. I find news for sure. Social media can be um, and what can be negative is what I'm meaning. So I'm pretty selective on what I'm going to follow and give my attention to. You know, I just... I don't know. I don't want to be around that environment. It's not that I don't want to be informed. I want to be informed, but you can be informed without going down into the mud. I agree with you. And in veterinary medicine right now, we talk a little bit about that in the pre-recording. It's really difficult. You know, we have had the COVID pandemic. We've had all of this growth in veterinary clients and their patients. We've got the shortage of veterinarians. We have staff trouble, not staff troubles, but just shortage of staff overall. And yet businesses 
in many cases doing very well. And yet it's difficult sometimes to see that positivity and man, every article you read these days seems to speak about it. It's really hard when you're, you've got that in front of your face every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. Choices. Yeah. And it is, I mean, there's a saying, um, you know, it's what you focus on expands and you can, you can get into the science of it around like reticular activating system and et cetera. So what are you going to pay attention to? And I'm not here to say that veterinary medicine is not hard. Sure. I agree. It is hard. You know, like it, this is the practice of medicine where animals' lives are on the line. It is hard. But you're right. You get to choose what you want to focus on on that journey. And again, I, I've been laughing at some of these episodes we're doing because sometimes people will message and I'll say things that I'm doing. And I think I'm giving the impression that I'm like, robotically perfect at these. And it's like, absolutely (laughs) not. But the, the funny part is what's comical to me is how like low your execution percent actually needs to be to get tremendous benefit from this. Like, let's take the thank you letters. I don't need to go 52 out of 52 weeks a year. Hell, if I remember to do it once a month, I'm going to be just light years ahead. Right? Like, so I think people put it too much on a pedestal and make it these, these exercises harder than they need to be. You know, agreed. Our gratefulness activity around the table, literally, if we do that twice a week, we are gold literally, because then that one time that Jack pipes up and goes today, I'm grateful for on his own. That's that is a massive win. That's the habit formation that I hope then carries through into difficult times for him, et cetera. And just like you said, it doesn't have to be seven out of seven, not a chance. No. Oh, that's great. Right I on. Think, yeah. I think there's some great tips here for people today. Gratitude is such an important part of life. I think it is a piece that we all can focus on more and wow. Does it just add space yeah. and joy and fulfillment to life? Just yeah. like getting to see your smiling face. This I know. Look at that. On the, uh, in my personal development journey, I guess we'll call it over the last whatever, four or five years. I pull really important things and I write them on my wall. I'm looking up to my left. Um, and I, so I have a list of these core principles that I've gathered from who knows where, but from all over. The number one is lead with gratitude, right? And I, I found it, I put it right at the top. It sits at the top of my wall on my list of things to like try to focus on. And I think there's, there's not really a situation that, that can't be improved with gratitude. Okay, Jonathan, we, or we said we were going to keep this one tight, so we're going to end it here, but I'm going to run you through the super mini version of the impact round. What in this world shaking are you this most grateful for? Friends and family. Family first, that is the basis of everything. Uh, I think that's what gives the drive and, and determination to want to do and learn and grow. Uh Friends come into that, I think, as you get older, again, become more of a realist of the people that you want around you. Great conversation with a friend that was having difficulty in life. And yet, again, she was able to turn that around with her daughter that had a really bad uh, femoral fracture. And yet, at the same time, you know, within two weeks and a full body cast or or a full leg cast on the one side, they're off to Waterton and doing hiking. And then she's got a new job coming up and just so excited about what else is there as opposed to just focusing on the negative and yep. Friends and family. So flip it right back at you, Mike, when life are you the most grateful for? 
Yeah, I got to be honest. When I answer this question, I'm going to answer it very honestly. Um, I sometimes feel selfish because the mine is going to be health. I thought uh, that's where you were going. That's all right. Know. That's a that's an important one. And and it is. And my my Ooh. sort of rationale behind that is if I'm in good health, I can pour into my family. You know, I can pour into other pursuits. If I don't have my health, then I can't. You know, I'm if if I'm not healthy, then I'm not there for Rosalie and Riley. So. That's, that's where I always lean on. So health has got to be my, my number one. Damn. All right. For all our listeners this week, what is your number one and why, and what can we do to always ensure that we're practicing gratitude daily, weekly basis? Pretty awesome. Thank you for listening to the Veterinary Project Podcast. As a recap, on behalf of our hosts, the Veterinary Project Podcast will be releasing new episodes weekly. So be sure to tune in as we bring you more conversations aimed at helping you enjoy a life well lived. If you enjoyed what you heard on the show and you want to stay in the know, please like, love, and or subscribe to the podcast on the listening platform of your choosing, as we're available on all the usual suspects. If you know of others that may benefit from these conversations, we'd love it if you please share the show with them, as this will help us grow our community to reach more and more veterinary professionals. Speaking of which, if you are a veterinary professional and would like to get connected with more like-minded individuals who are joining us on this journey, please send an email to theveterinaryprojectpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll invite you to be a part of our private Facebook group general feedback, requests for information, or perhaps requests to be a guest on the show can also be sent to the Veterinary Project Podcast at gmail.com. Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll catch you again next week for another episode of the Veterinary Project Podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now.